Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report here on 1640 PWPR, Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio, TalkShoe.com, and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me this week again, as usual, on the telephone, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, welcome. Hey, Trev, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Not doing too bad. It was, uh, you know, like I said, I don't get too many out there. It was a decent week from what I saw and read for wrestling this week. I mean, like I said, I'm in a situation now where I can only get Fox 61 for wrestling, so I watched SmackDown, which, you know, wasn't too bad. I, You know, they had the 25th anniversary thing for Triple H, and they had a couple of decent matches. Yeah. Yeah, What was your take on it? Uh, On what? On SmackDown itself. Um, It was all right. Um... You know, it's, I mean, none of the matches surprise. I mean, the beginning, the opening segment, um, you know, with the New Day and then Lucha House Party coming out, then Miz and Morrison, um, and then the Forgotten Sons came out and just cleared out the ring. Um, looks like they might be um, being set up as a uh, strong, um, you know, SmackDown team. I know, it's. And they are actually a, a pretty. I mean, they've always been a pretty good tag team. You know, they're a little undersized, but what they make up, you know, with power, they they take up in speed. Yeah, and they're and, they're talking uh, about how you know they were all, um, you know, all previously served their country, and you know, Miss, you played the Marine in a movie, but I was, you know, I was a soldier, and you know, it, it, you know that segment's pretty good. Um, yeah. The the you know two women's matches. Um, I mean, obviously, we've seen the seeds planted for the Sasha Bailey feud um, for a little while now, and it just looks like it's going more and more towards that. Um, And then, you know, King Corbin, we knew King Corbin was going to be Drew Gulak. But once again, you know, Nakamura and Cesaro have to get involved, so, you know, Corbin, quote-unquote, can't win clean. And then uh, the women's tag match, you know, that was a decent match. Um... You know, and once again, you know, now it looks like they're going to start a little rift between Carmella and Dana Brooke. I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that match wasn't really all that great. I mean, they really didn't hype it up too much, but I didn't think that match was that great. Right. It, it's nice to see that Alexa and Nikki, Bl- and, uh, Nikki Cross are still... Are still tag team champions, which is I think, which I think is good for the, the tag team division on SmackDown. Yeah, and then there was another squash match for Sheamus against yep. who they. Well, I think they announced him as what a WWE Performance Center trainee or some shit like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he was. He, he probably started out cleaning toilets, and then they just wanted they just wanted him to get in the ring and. You know, make a quick 65, 70 bucks. He didn't care. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it looks like they're they're probably leaning towards a Seamus-Jeff Hardy feud when Jeff comes back. Yeah, I think so. I mean, do you think that's going to be... I mean, who do you think they're going to want to give a push for in that match? I don't you know. Think, I, I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe they'll start feuding and they'll go to a... Um, a best of seven series where the seventh match will be a no contest and they'll put them together as a tag team. <laughs> yeah, that'll bring back some memories of him and Cesaro. Mm-hmm. 
But, uh, yeah, so we're two weeks away from Money in the Bank. And uh, when we got a chance to talk earlier, I mentioned to you if they had if they added any more matches. No, but they didn't have any matches. They still have, you know, the five that are scheduled right now. Um, Drew McIntyre taking on Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. Um, Bailey defending her SmackDown title against Tamina. Braun Strowman defending in his Universal title against Bray Wyatt. Not The Fiend, it's Bray Wyatt. And then the two ladder matches. The women's, as the ladies go first right now, confirmed competitors are Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, and then Lacey Evans, who beat Sasha Banks, qualified. And then there'll be one more qualifying match coming up this week, and it's uh, Mandy Rose versus Carmella. And then on the men's side... We have confirmed um, Daniel Bryan, Ray Mysterio, Aleister Black, Apollo Crews, and then King Corbin uh, defeated Drew Gulak to qualify this week. And then next week, there will be a final qualifier um, between Otis and Dolph Ziggler. Um, I, I got a feeling we'll see Carmella and Dolph Ziggler win those matches. I could see Sonya Deville coming down, causing a slight distraction. Um, causing Mandy Rose to lose to help throw fuel on the fire for their match. That's exactly what I was thinking about. It's like I I don't see uh, I don't see um, much going. As a matter of fact, I don't see some um, Mandy Rose winning that. Like you know, just like you said, with Sonya Deville coming down. But I think it's going to be the same thing in the Dolph Ziggler match too. I think Sonya Deville is going to come out with Dolph. Or during the match and cause a distraction, and Dolph will get beat. So you think they're gonna put Otis in the Money in the Bank ladder match? Well, why not? They've had they had bigger men. They've had bigger men than him in the ladder it's, match. It's not a matter of bigger men. It's a matter of bigger name. And Ziggler being in a ladder match, then I mean, you've already got. I mean, Apollo Cruz. Um, I mean. You know, I mean, it's it's very, very underwhelming men's ladder match so far. I think you yeah. need to have a bigger name and somebody like Dolph Ziggler in that match. Yeah. Not not Otis. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because, you know, Dolph Ziggler, multiple-time champion. and Right. And you, know. you, you, you throw Sonya Deville in there to, to uh, you know, cause rip with um, Mandy Rose. But then that also leads to the... Carmella being in there, and I mean, I could see a segment where, you know, top ladder, you have both Carmella and, and you know, Dana Brooke, and, and they're going at it, and like I said, maybe start a little feud between the two of them. Yep, I could, I could definitely see that, because I, uh, I mean, I, I knew that they weren't going to gel well as a tag team. Right. But then again, you know, you're going against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, or, you know, they're, they're no, uh, Flashing the pans, they're they're accomplished wrestlers, right? Who should be tag team champions? Even though I still laugh every time I see Nikki Cross just running around the ring and acting like a little little kid sometimes, but it's actually pretty funny. Yep. But um, yeah, so I mean, you know, like I said, Money in the Bank two weeks away, and it's going to be real interesting to see. You know, we know how they're going to do it. I just want to. I just want to see see it for myself, you know, it's going to be pretty crazy how they're going to do it. Yeah. Starting off at the bottom floor and working their way all the way up to the top. And So, the the only thing, I, I mean, because once again, I didn't I didn't get to see it live, 
Um, I, I didn't get out of work till just after midnight on, on Friday, so I had to watch. Um, I had to watch it online, and it was only a one hour and eleven minute episode. Um, granted, it, it cuts out all the commercials, which is actually good because I don't have to, you know, fast forward through them. Um, gives a couple of WWE commercials, but was there? I, I, I'm reading stuff about um, the the mystery hacker. Um, and who that may or may not be. I, I, was there a Mystery Hacker segment on SmackDown? Because they didn't show it. They only show the matches. They don't show, you know, backstage interviews. They don't show anything. They just show the matches on the thing that I watched last night on YouTube. Right. I didn't. I did not see anything yet about a Mystery Hacker Friday no. night on SmackDown. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, like did, you I said, I did, did, did you watch all of SmackDown? Yes, I watched the whole thing. Yep. Oh. Okay, because according to what I'm what I've read is Dave Meltzer, um, it said on tonight's show, which is scheduled to feature a celebrated blah blah blah, um, the mystery man behind the hacker storyline will also be revealed. So it was expected that the hacker was supposed to have been revealed, um. This past Friday night, so nothing happened. Well, not that I could, not that I saw. I mean, I was I was away from the TV at eight thirty, but other than that, I mean, my roommate didn't okay. tell me anything about stuff about anything that happened. No. All right. Um, As a matter of fact, the mystery hacker just revealed himself in our chat room right now. No, tell Jeff, <laughs> tell Jeff the ref I said hi. I will do. But uh, uh, but I guess it's. There was speculating people thought uh, at one point somebody said, oh, it's CM Punk because there was a red X on his hand. Um, others thinking it's Mustafa Ali. But from what I'm reading, um, maybe I should have saved this for Nuggets News because I don't really, I mean, I have a little bit of Nuggets News, but not much. Um, but it looks like it's a repackaged Chad Gable. Oh, God. Is what Dave Meltzer has reported. I mean, now, Chad Gable, I mean... He, he had some very, you know, he's not bad in the ring. Um, you know, I mean, he did have some decent matches with, you know, with Baron Corbin just after he became King Corbin. Um, he did well in the King of the Ring tournament. So maybe they're, maybe they see something in Chad Gable. They're like, you know what? Let's get away from the shorty G and repackage him in a way and see what happens. Because um, he is not bad in the ring. Right. Yeah, he definitely he can definitely hold his own in the ring. I mean, I could I could see them repackaging him in, in a certain way, but don't uh, you know don't go stupid about it. Well, eighty percent of what WWE does is stupid, right, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Jeff the Ref uh, definitely agrees with you on that. Uh, so. Yeah, but I mean, is it, is it something where, I mean, if they repackage him, do you see them maybe making him and Ali a tag team? No. No? No. Okay. You're not going to repackage a guy who's had a singles career, um, give him a, a quote-unquote character that that is trying to, you know, right the wrongs of, you know, WWE and then put him in a tag team with somebody, well, uh, that wouldn't make sense to me. Yeah. 
So, but I could see. Uh, so yeah, you, can see you didn't you didn't see any of Brother speak at all? No. What What do you do during the week? Do you can't look up something happened on Raw? Well, I mean, I look it up, but I didn't see it. Oh, okay. Well, there's 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 a difference. I mean, I would I would prefer to to watch to watch it. Then watch it. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so we just got, uh, I just had a few, you know, I was able to check out a few things on, uh, on, on Raw. I understand it's going to be Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. Did you hear anything about that? Yeah, when I went through the Money in the Bank matches, I mentioned that that was the first match that I mentioned. Yep, I know. I was just, uh, making sure that I heard everything properly. So, did that... You know, that's going to be an interesting match. I mean, is it going to be something that... I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to take the title off Drew McIntyre right away because I don't see that happening. No. Right, right now. But do you think maybe that they're going to put Seth Rollins in line to win the title again sometime? Who? Well, right now, until somebody gets the briefcase, um, who's to challenge McIntyre? Who's elevated on that level to challenge McIntyre? Okay, that's a heel. Because obviously now Drew McIntyre is now a face. Right. Okay, I mean, I, you know, they might have to, you know, I mean, I can think of a couple of guys that will give them some pretty good matches, but they're not heels. And maybe they can Who? just, you know. Huh? Who? Kevin Owens. Eh, okay. Samoa Joe. He's, he, who knows, he, he's off playing with his penis. I'm oh, done, no, I am I done, do, I am done with this guy. He's such a flower. He's a delicate flower. He gets this, <laughs> oh, let me, let me film a commercial and I get hurt filming a commercial. What the fuck? You know, <laughs> I hurt my thumb, I gotta be out for four months. You know what, stick your thumb in your ass, you're worthless. <laughs> you know, this big, rough and tough guy. Well, okay, you're rough and tough, but you know what? You get hurt over the stupid littlest things. Yeah. Yeah, I, that injury was not, I mean, that was stupid, and I really don't think it's as serious as as they're playing now. And, you know, we, we know from past experiences that they're keeping them off TV because they probably have nothing for them. Well, no, he's, he's under concussion protocol from getting a concussion filming a commercial because he hit the table the wrong way and gave himself a concussion. <laughs> Dumbass. Yep. But Jeff the Ref typed in, Vince McMahon is going to challenge Drew McIntyre. There you go. All right. That, I guess that'll work for us. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, Money in the Bank should be interesting. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing, you know, something different. From Money in the Bank this year. I mean, it's always been a good pay-per-view. I've always enjoyed watching it. Yeah. So, but with this thing being at uh, at the headquarters now in Stanford, it's going to make it a little bit more well, interesting. The, the the two ladder matches are at the headquarters. Don't did no idea what they're doing with. Is that fucking snow mixing in with the rain? Sorry, no. I'm, I'm I'm doing the podcast from my car, so. 
I'm sitting in a parking lot here. Um, but I, I don't. There's no confirmation as to where the other matches are happening. Whether they're going to be also at the headquarters on the roof. Um, or if they're going to be filmed at the Performance Center or live at the Performance Center. So that, that that's just one aspect of the paper that we just don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, Jeff, the ref typed in. He goes, Money in the Bank is going to be renamed Money in the Toilet. Okay. I, I told him, I said, why does he have such an issue with WWE? Because he's best friends with Tom Dacey. Okay, because he goes, not creative for years. But, uh, yeah, so I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting to, to put a, to put a new spin on, on Money in the Bank this year. Yeah, I mean, give them a little, and even Jeff, you got to try and give them a little credit. They're trying something different. Right now, they're making the best of a bad situation. Okay, right. was it, was the best decision to try and do WrestleMania, um, Yes and no. Um, you know, it was done over a two-night event, and they were all pre-met, they were all pre-taped, and this and that. And for, you know, the fact that it was pre-taped, not one spoiler of a result came out ahead of time, which, excuse me, to me, is it's kind of impressive. Um, mm -hmm. But they were able to, quote-unquote, pull it off. Well, now the same thing's happening in Money in the Bank. So they kind of had to make a change on the fly. And for them to, I mean, put a match together that it, that obviously explains why there'll be no audience because you're not going to fill up Titan Tower with a bunch of people. So, you know, they're trying to be a little bit more creative. Yeah. I, um... I mean, I, I agree because, you, you know, when you don't have fans, it kind of takes something away from that. And it's it's just, you know, they're doing the, like you said, they're doing the best with what they have. Right. And the creative is, you know, they've been horrifying in the past, but now with this virus going on and, you know, they're probably working extra time saying, hey, this is what we got to do. This is what we got to do to catch, uh, to catch the the eye of the fans again to catch the interest. One thing I was thinking about this week, Greg, and I wanted to mention to you about um, what you thought of it. Do you think, now we've known that Raw and SmackDown's ratings have not been really good since, I, I believe, since this virus. Maybe even before. But do you think the WWE would have better ratings for their shows if they put Raw and SmackDown on the network? No, they are not at all. Oh, okay. No. Because I know there's a lot of people that you know that that have the network that watch the that watch the network, and I was thinking that they would probably get more people tuning in as far as audience wise if they put it on the network. Why? What makes you think that? I just think I just thought about that because you have no live fans to watch the matches. And obviously, more people are watching. I think, you know, I saw a couple of uh, sites that were talking about how uh, WWE Network, you know, they got a lot more subscriptions and they got a lot more people watching the network. 
because there's nobody going to the arenas to watch the matches. So, you know, I mean, I'm, yeah, but then again, that might also be ridiculous as well because the majority of people in the country get USA. Right. So they can just watch it on TV. Right. And not, and have, to, get not have to worry about their Wi-Fi kicking out in the middle of the, you know, of the show or it buffering or doing this or doing that. Right. Um, well, let's, you know, just a suggestion I thought I would talk about and bring up, you know. Well, just perfect example. Um, the NFL draft that happened on Thursday. They yeah. had 15 million people watch round one of the NFL draft. They had, like, 9 million people watch it on ESPN. They had, like, 3.5 million or 4 million people watch it on ABC. And then they had 1.5 million or so watching on the NFL network. Okay. Which is strictly a channel for the NFL. I think you would have very, very, very similar results if they did that. If they did Raw and or SmackDown both on TV and on the network, I think your response should be pretty much the same. Right. Um, like take something like me, for instance. Okay? I have a 60-inch TV in my living room. Am I going to watch Monday Night Raw on my 60-inch TV or on my 3x5 um, cell phone? Or on my, maybe, if I had a, you know, or on my, my you know, 11-inch screen on my laptop? Okay. What am I going to watch it on? Your laptop? No. Uh, well, yeah, but I'm just, you know, obviously I'm saying it kind of, you know, sarcastically and it's a rhetorical question, but... That's that's just the way. I, that's the reason why I don't. What I don't understand is why they don't why they don't show the. I mean, the other thing, the only guys pick up is maybe because like Hulu and YouTube pay WWE to rebroadcast their shows. Why their shows aren't on the network? You know, a day or two after their programming goes live. You know, right. why isn't Monday Night Raw on the network on Wednesday? You know, why isn't NXT on the network by Friday and then SmackDown on the network by Sunday? Yeah, true. That I, that I don't understand. Well, yeah, but, you know, I mean, it was just a suggestion I thought I'd bring up. and. No, no, that's fine. You know, you're allowed. Cool. But, uh, yeah, so I'm just... Uh, I was just thinking about that the other day. One other thing I want to bring up to you. Yesterday, I got a chance to watch. We were going to get off the subject of WWE for a, for a second here. Um, yesterday, I got a chance to watch that last man standing match in PAPW. Most of you people out there know, you know, we follow PAPW. We've had a lot of their people on our podcast, and we we're had- going to continue to Yep, huh? we had Matt to court on last week, and, and I got a yep. little I got a little bone to pick with him. But you go ahead. Okay, and we're um, we're gonna um, we're gonna have more on, more of them on in the weeks to come. And I got a chance to see the Bull Dread, Jim Anderson, empty arena, um, last man standing match. I thought it was pretty good. I I mean it was it was a brutal match. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting. I mean, not real interesting in the way as of getting hurt, but I thought it was like kind of a, a scary part of it too when he took the water bottle and put it on the grill, and it's like, oh man, is he going to burn? 
full dread face. What did you think of the match? I mean, it was okay. Um, I mean, for what they what they had as far as you know technology goes, um, for what they um, put out as far as everything that happened, um, I thought it was, I would have given it you know, on a scale of one to ten a seven point five to eight. Or you know, or or a you know B C plus to a B minus. Um, it was it the best PAPW match that I've ever seen. No, I, I think we've seen better. Um, but no, it was definitely entertaining. It was you know, you know, fifteen minute long match. Um, started in the ring, ended in the parking lot. Yep. And it was it was a brutal match. Both guys uh, really took a beating. Yes. We just got a message from Little Nug. He said, so I keep seeing picture of two rings and two briefcases for the Money in the Bank ladder match. Are they going to have both men's and women's happening at the same time? Um, I don't think so. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they, you know, if they decided to do that, but... <laughs> Are you drunk? <laughs> No, I, I don't see them doing them at the same time. That would make absolutely no sense at all. Right. Um, and I, I I did actually listen to um, Joe's podcast, and uh, he had a couple, you know, interesting um, opinions. And, uh, I mean, one is, I mean, okay, so it, it's told you when the briefcase, you get to, you get a, a guaranteed contract for a championship match. Um, and historically, obviously, it's either the, you know, Universal title or the WWE title. He has that, that, that opinion that it should be, um, you can challenge for any title. You know, if yep. you want to challenge, if you're, if you're Apollo Crews and you win and you want to <laughs> challenge for the IC title, you should be able to challenge for the IC title. Um, yep. You know, but then if you're looking at it overall, then hey, then maybe if you're Apollo Crews and you want to challenge for the tag title, uh, especially now that they defend the tag titles under singles competition, then screw it. Find yourself a partner and win the tag titles. I think right. that that could make it a little more interesting. Um, in, instead of the okay, Alistair Black wins the Money in the Bank, so he's now. Um, quote unquote, next in line to take on Drew McIntyre. You know, I think it adds a little bit more of an element of uh, of a surprise and just another little element to it. Uh, what are your thoughts? Right, I I agree with you because it's um it's that kind of situation that you know the WWE wants to make the best with what they have in this kind of situation. So I I totally. I totally agree with your with your point on that. That is just something that you know. A lot of times they like thinking out. You know, they like to think out of the box and everything. And it was well. I mean, it, that, that's not just a problem with them. Is they start thinking out of the box, but then they have the boxes lid closed. You know, I mean, you know, we still go back to it. The whole thing with Sister Abigail, where you know they had a great idea. And they carried it for too far, too long, and then at the end it became stupid. Yep. And yeah, because I was so, so excited to see, you know, who Sister Abigail was going to be. Were they going to bring in somebody from the past, or were they going to have somebody 
you know, that they had on the roster, and then all of a sudden it was Bray Wyatt, and that kind of took the, the right. whole in, in thing right out. Right, in some shabby old tablecloth-looking veil thing. Right. Now, you had said, which we all seen advertised, with Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. Not yes. the Fiend, Bray right. Wyatt. Right. Do you think that's going to put a little less interest in that match because it's not the Fiend? No, I think it puts more of an interest in when the Fiend does wrestle. It's almost like, you know, um, the Demon King with Finn Balor. You know, Finn Balor won a title and this and that, and then, you know, he got hurt in his, you know, in the match that he won the title. So he'd give up the title, but we only see the Demon King so often. Um, so my thought process is they, they don't want to have the Fiend, quote-unquote, overstay his welcome and really only come out when the fiend has to. Okay. Um, and once again, with with them, maybe with them pre-taping things, they can do kind of a little bit more of a cinematic thing. Where once again, Bray Wyatt fights Braun Strowman, and then Braun Strowman beats Bray Wyatt. But then the fiend shows up on the screen, and then once again, because it's taped, you cut film, and you know, or the, you know, you have the, the arena go dark, and you cut film. And then Bray Wyatt goes back, gets stressed, come back, and then when Braun Strowman and the come on, the Fiend is right behind Braun Strowman, hits with the Mandel Claw. We now then have a match set up later down the line for Braun Strowman and the Fiend. Right, and I can see, I can definitely see that happening too because Braun Strowman was part of the Wyatt family at one point. And I could see him wanting to go against... Bray Wyatt because they're saying you know he left uh, he left the family and they want to get retribution on Braun Strowman for doing that so I could see him going against but but who who who's they I'm not, I, there I is no there is, oh okay I can see I can see Bray Wyatt wanting to get retribution on Braun Strowman for um, leaving the family so if he fights the fiend. Then that's not. Then that's really not going to put a lot on the match because he wants he wants Bray Wyatt. Even though we all know it's one and the same. Braun Strowman wants Bray Wyatt. He doesn't oh. want the Fiend. Oh, but it's not one and the same. They're two totally different, you know, people. I mean, the Nugs. The same the, person. The, the Nug. No, it's not. The Nugster okay. is totally. The Nugster is totally different than Great Chester. Okay, you, you know what I'm saying, but um, yeah, I can. Okay, I can see that, but it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting with the WWE because you know, like you said, it was the same thing with with the feet with um um that how you just mentioned his name, Demon King, right? The Demon King. It's the same thing with that, and when he came back into Demon King, I think he was. You know, a lot better in his matches with his persona and everything. Which is something I wanted to talk to you about. Do you think Bray Wyatt is better as Bray Wyatt or The Fiend? The Fiend, hands down. The Fiend, hands down? Yep. Alright, I mean, I I believe that uh, I believe that to be 99.9% .9 true as well, because I, I never really was sold on Bray Wyatt when he was Bray Wyatt. And it's just something that, you know, the WWE wants to go with that, then, hey, more power to them. 
Well, like I mentioned to you yesterday, getting back to talking about matches for Money in the Bank, um, the women's match. So like I said to you yesterday, I mean, I just have this feeling they're going to put the title on Tamina. I don't know. I, it's just something that I feel is going to happen. I would like to see, I would like to see them not do that only because with the thing going on right now as we can see coming with Sasha Banks and Bailey. Right. I, I, I don't think the feud between Sasha Banks and Sasha Banks and Bailey is anything if Bailey's still not the champion. I, I mean right, it'll, I be, just, it'll be something but Yeah. Well I was just about to say that. I was gonna say I don't think the Tamina Bailey match is is anywhere near as good as Sasha Banks and Bailey. And what better way for those two to compete in a feud is to have Bailey still as champion. Which I think is going to be a lot better of a match if Bailey is champion going against Sasha Banks than if Bailey is still champion going against Tamina. I I think it's a lot better match to have Bailey versus Sasha than Bailey versus Tamina, but that's why they make the big money and we're just sitting here doing our podcast. Right. So, but, you know, even with What's-Her-Name being in uh, Money in the Bank, I know, I think the odds-on favorite to win the Money in the Bank is going to be Shayna Baszler. Um, who do I think probably is second to that? Hold on. Excuse me. Who do I think is second to that out of the ones that they have now, even though, you know, we still have one more match to go with Dana Brooke and Carmella. Um, I don't know. Do do you really think Lacey Evans could have a good showing? No. No? I I think it's coming from Raw. Okay. I I think, inevitably, um, we're going to see a Sasha Banks, Bailey feud, maybe culminate at SummerSlam, um, and I, I one of the two of them has to be the has to be the champ. So right. I mean, unless Tamina defeats Bailey, and then the following week on SmackDown, Sasha Banks gets to fight Tamina, and then she wins the title, and then Bailey gets up in her face because you know what, I lost the belt, I should have gotten my rematch before you got a rematch, blah blah blah. Um, but one of the two of them will have the belt. So I, I think to have Lacey Evans in there just makes it a triple threatness. So, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, you know, Asuka, Basler, or Nia Jax with the briefcase. Okay. I can, uh, I could definitely, you know, get into one of those three winning. Okay, Jeff, thank you for joining us. He said it's time to go. It's breakfast time. But, uh. Yeah, so, I mean, one of those three I can definitely see, you know, winning because you're not going to lose anything if one of those three win. Right. You're going to get a, you're going to get a, a, a solid performer than um, if anybody else won. I ran, we ran a little late here, surprisingly. So right now, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't mind, even though it's kind of, a little bit past the time there. My favorite part of the show, Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. Hey, Trev. All right. Uh, some Just a brief little bit of news today. Um, first of all, three birthdays I want to mention this week. Um, today, 
um, Mayor uh, Glenn Jacobs, um, better known as Kane to the WWE Universe, turns 53 years old. Um, a gentleman that we that that's kind of gotten a little bit of a push lately after aligning with Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak, on the 28th turns 33, a little older than I thought he was. Um, I mean, I didn't think he was one of these young bucks. I thought maybe late 20s, 30 at best. And then a very, very, very special 60th birthday um, celebration goes out to the one and the only, one of the PAPW founding fathers in Paul Roma um, on the 29th of April turns 60 years old. God and I'm you. telling you, I turn 50 next year, and if actually, you know what? If I looked as good as he does now when I turned 49 years ago, I would have been impressed. The man's still in phenomenal shape um, and would never, ever even have thought that he was even close to being 60 as of yet. Um, right. So, there's a few uh, quick little birthday wishes. A um, right. couple little things. You did briefly mention it before. Um, ratings for Raw and SmackDown. Um, this last early um, reports from SmackDown Friday night was for the first time since SmackDown Live has gone to Fox. It had less than 2 million viewers. Um, it was 1.97 um, million viewers um, for SmackDown Live. And then Raw had one of its lower ratings. And I mean... A lot of it is because stations like CNN and MSNBC's ratings are a lot higher because everybody's tuning in, wanting to know what's going on with this, you know, with the virus and what's going on with this and what's going on with that and, you know, doofus Trump's press conferences and all this stuff and, you know, can't believe he even mentioned, you know, injecting Lysol and ingesting Lysol. To help clean your insides, but but that's a whole other story. Um, so a lot of it is very concerning. Um, you're not going up against the NBA playoffs. You're not going up against Major League Baseball. So why are ratings low? And a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that you know what you put on absolutely D minus to F plus segments like with Triple H uh, on a Friday one. A segment like that needs to be able to work off an audience. It does not work in an empty arena. Just doesn't. Right. Um, you know, and, and I think they really need to just, you know, think about just totally 100% getting away from in-ring segments and in-ring promos. Maybe little interviews, you know, backstage with Caleb Braxton um, or Charlie. But other than that, just keep it in the ring. You know, you're going to do a little promo like they did with the New Day and The Miz and, you know, Luch Party. and Okay, maybe that because you have a bunch of people, but, you know, they didn't really social distance too well. And there were, you know, 10 people in the ring at that time. So they were pushing their limits. But, you know, that, that would just be my one little suggestion. Absolutely. A um, couple other things. Um, there was supposed to be a, a Finn Balor um, Velveteen Dream match this past Wednesday on NXT and it was reported that Finn Balor was jumped um, previous to the show in the uh, in the locker room. Um, no word as to, you know, I mean, I, I guess they're hoping he'll be back on NXT 
um, next week. Um, no guesses or no assumptions as to who it may have been. So just kind of stay tuned for that. WrestleMania 36, as we know this year, was done on two nights. And from everything that I'm reading, that is definitely not something that's going to be happening in the future as it is 200% full going board next year that it's WrestleMania is going to happen on Sunday. Um, and I think the reason why they can't do it on two nights is because you just have too much that goes on WrestleMania weekend. Um, you know, they'll, they'll do the, I don't know, maybe Hall of Fame on Thursday. Um, then you have your Friday Night Smackdown Live on Friday. Then your NXT TakeOver on Saturday. And then WrestleMania is on Sunday and Monday Raw is on Monday. I mean, what would you do? Would you do the NXT TakeOver on Wednesday when NXT is supposed to happen? And then do the two-night WrestleMania? But no. So WrestleMania going forward should be on just one night. Okay. Uh, and then the only other little thing I have is it's, it's not a major rant, but just a little rant. Um, and it has to do with uh, with um, Mr. Trivia's favorite, um, the Queen... Charlotte, um, if you're promoting yourself and you fought Rhea Ripley and you took the belt and you're going to knock the NXT women's division, stay the fuck off Raw and do it on the NXT show with the NXT women's division. Just stay the fuck off Raw. You're the NXT Women's Champion. You wanted the belt. You wanted to knock the NXT Women's Division, which possibly from top to bottom is better than the Raw or SmackDown Division top to bottom. I mean, your top stars on Raw, your top stars on SmackDown are better than anybody in NXT. But when you look at the mid-level to the lower-level women on NXT... They're better than the mid-level to lower-level women on Raw and SmackDown. So just yep. take your belt, go shine it up real nice, and go to NXT and confront the women there. Yep. And that's my Nuggies news for this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Excellent. Thank you very much, Greg. Um, yeah, you mentioned NXT. I mean, now that we only have five matches for Money in the Bank, do we see them adding any NXT people? No. I, I okay. don't understand that they, you know, they promote NXT. You know, they, you have a Survivor Series where quote unquote NXT won, um, as they had more winners in the matches, and then you don't. I mean, we finally at WrestleMania had a quote unquote NXT match. With Rhea Ripley and, and Charlotte Flair, yep. but you're trying to consider them equal. But yet, when it's a pay per view, you're not putting any NXT matches on the pay per view. Right. Um, I, I know Joe had mentioned, you know, in in the chat that maybe in the latter matches you should have two Raw, two SmackDown, and two NXT. Uh, okay. Um, or maybe they haven't, you know an NXT, you know, match for the, for the men. They already had a women's match giving, you know, Mia Yim, or, oh, sorry, Oshirai, um, you know, the number one contenders. Um, but 
I don't know. I, I just... Maybe a pre-show match, but no, I, I just don't see them doing it for some reason. I, I can see it on a pre-show match. You know, whether it's men or women, I can see, you know, maybe have like... Um, I don't know, this thing with the... I don't know if you've seen what was going on with this guy and his blue eyes or some shit like that with uh, Matt Riddle. You know, maybe have those two go at it on a pre-show match. But, you know, I mean, like you said, you know, the WWE is putting a lot of emphasis on NXT and they're not putting them in... But, I, I mean, the- I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I mean, not that I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not an NXT fan, but, I mean, I'm not an NXT faithful um, like, you know, DJ and Joe are much more into, you know, NXT than, I mean, either one of us. Um, but, I mean, unless it's going to be, you know, a, a match with, I'm not saying against each other or all of them in one match, but unless it's going to be, you know, I mean, Adam Cole, you know, Gargano or Ciampa in a match, <laughs> I, have, I have no interest in seeing Double Team Dream versus Matt Riddle. I have right. no interest in seeing you know you know anybody but one of the one of the top stars. Um, I I'd rather see um, you know an Otis versus uh, Mark Henry lick the sweat off my back match as a pre-show <laughs> than than just to you know a Matt Riddle and somebody else from NXT you know in a match. So uh, I mean that could possibly, you know, be a reason why they're not doing it. Okay, I can definitely, uh, I can definitely relate to that. I can uh, see, you know, like we said, you know, NXT is the minor leagues of the WWE, as I like to call it. But there's far more talent. A lot of, like you talked about the women, you know, the bottom tier of NXT is a lot better than the bottom tier of SmackDown and Raw for the women, which I definitely agree. Do you believe or do you think that maybe they should start bringing up more people from NXT right now? Or is it too early? Well, for which roster, the men or the women? Either or. No, the men definitely not. I think we have a lot of talent on the men's roster um, that don't get utilized, that, that, that could be utilized... I don't think you need to inject any of the NXT, any more of the NXT talent into the men's roster. Uh, the women's roster, I I would like them to bring up, you know, another four or five. And I would like them to toy around with the idea of getting another, you know, maybe a mid-level title. You know, mm-hmm. name, name, yep. you make it the, you know, European title and make it a women's title. You know, right. give somebody you know, a mid-level title. Okay, I can. I, 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 you know, we've we've talked about that quite a bit, bringing in another women's title, maybe. But if I could go with four people, I'd like to see brought up. See, see if we're if we're in agreement with these four: Io Shirai, Mia Yim, Dakota Kai, and Candice LeRae. Um, I've only seen. Two matches with this one person in that I that I think would need to be considered to be brought up, but I think if if you're gonna bring up a group of women, 
Um, and a little nugster might might enjoy this one. I I think Tony Storm has to be one of the oh, yeah, yeah, um, women brought up, and, and that's the problem. You know, she's still in the you know you know UK NXT brand, um, which is seen even less than the regular NXT brand. Um, but she she's very good in the ring. Um, very, very, very easy on the eyes from both the front and the back, if you understand what I'm talking about. Yep. So being on NXT UK, she probably gets lost in the shuffle somewhere. Right. Because, you know, like you said, you don't get a chance to see her on TV all that much. And, you know, that one time when I saw her in one of the matches, when we were watching a pay-per-view and she was on, and I looked at you and said, who the hell is this? Right. And you were like, oh, that's Tony Storm. And I said, well, God, I never saw her before. And the and funny and and the funny thing is, if you remember, I recognized her from the rear before she turned around. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and wasn't that one of the uh, was that one of the NXT shows, the um, uh, War Games? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yep. Because it, because you know, like I said, I I never seen her before, and I looked at her like, who the hell is this? Right. And, and you told me Tony Storm, and it was like, wow, she. You know, like you said, she's easy on the eyes, and she, she's very talented. Yes. And, and I wouldn't mind them bringing up, um, albeit it would, it's for, quote-unquote, selfish reasons. Um, oh, my God. Yasmin Duke and the other, the tall girl. Um, and bring them up into the into the tag division. So, eventually, my four-on-four, four, um, you know, four horsewomen versus four horsemen thing can happen. <laughs> You're not you're not gonna let that die until it happens, huh? Exactly. And and, and, I, and you could you could almost you could almost pencil it in um for any paper that I get the extra bonus surprise, um, yeah. maybe possibly putting that in there, so So you said Yasmin Duke and the tall one among the big ears? I don't know, whatever the other two that are yeah. Ronda Rousey or Basler are. I forget the other girl's name. Yeah. Um any word on the work visa for Rhea Ripley? No. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing going on with that. I mean, obviously nothing, she's not working. Nothing that I've read. Okay. And now that the WWE, I mean, one person that I, you know, we're talking about bringing up from NXT, maybe on the roster, one that I was going to pick that's already here is Bianca Belair. Do you see? Uh, do you see maybe a title match in her future? I don't know. Um, I mean, she's okay. Uh, that That's probably... The match that she had this past Monday Night Raw, Mike, I, I know you saw, I know you didn't see it, but if you can Google her match or look it up on YouTube or something, I, it, it, it'll totally, 100% to explain exactly why I absolutely hate the Street Profits. It was the most <laughs> annoying three and a half minutes of WWE I, I can remember in years. Just, oh, oh, they were guest commentators, and it was just brutal. Brutal. I posted something on one of the wrestling pages that I on both, um, Nerds Wrestling and Busted Open Nation, and there were so many people in, our, in, in agreement. And it's kind of like either you love the Street Profits or you hate them. It, there's no gray area. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, this was total waste time. It's like, oh, yeah, but they're number one in the 8 to 14 age category. Who gives a crap? It's quarter to 11 at night. 
Who cares what 8 or 14 year old is up watching Monday Night Raw? Because they should be in bed anyways. Right. You know, and once again, they're a tag team that, that needs a crowd. Yep. Definitely. Definitely, I agree 100% on that. First of all, I'm really surprised that WWE made them tag team champions so early. Um, I was surprised when they beat Rollins and Murphy. Well, yes and no. I mean, Rollins and Murphy, I mean, yeah, okay, they were the tag champions, but they weren't a tag team. They were just, you know, two guys that were together because of the stupid little faction that Seth Rollins had. That that wasn't going to last. Right. Now, Greg, let me put you on the spot. Excuse me, I'm sorry. We're on on the air here. Let me put you on... uh... On the spot for a minute here. You're a WWE booker, okay? You're with the creative team. You have a tag team the size of AOP. They don't have anything for them. Would do you think that maybe creative could do something to make something for them? No, because when you do for the second time in two and a half years, one of them gets a major injury and is on the shelf. You, you, you can't put a lot of money into somebody that can't pay up. You know, they, yeah, they look big. They look devastating. When they're in the ring or able to do things, they're they're okay. But it's keeping them in the ring is the problem. And keeping them healthy. Yes. That's what I mean by keeping them in the ring. Yeah. So do you think that what they're, do- what they're doing right now, the WWE creative has got them exactly where they should be? Yeah, in the lock in the locker room doing nothing. Yeah. Yes, that's perfect okay. for him. All right. Same thing. I want to bring up another thing with a another female team, the Iconics. Okay. Do you think the, the creative team can try and put something together to find something for them? Um. See, the only thing about the Iconics is their. The closest thing to WWE's version of Divas um, than anybody else, any other tag team in the w, in the WWE or any other female competitor in the WWE. Um, they're both very pretty. Um, obviously, I think Peyton Royce is is prettier than Billy Kay, um, but they're more in the ring because of their. Yeah, they've got a good shtick with, you know, being iconic in their funny little pose. Um, They're both mediocre at, well, Billy Kay definitely. I think Peyton Royce is a little better in the ring, but they're both mediocre in the ring. They don't excel in the ring. Um, So, it's tough to say. Um, Like I said months ago, you know, that they, they, you know, they haven't been let go. They're not injured. They're just off TV right now and looking to rebrand. Um, I do follow both of them on Instagram. I barely ever see anything from Billy Kay. I see a lot from Peyton Royce. Um, she literally just chopped eight inches off of her hair. So her hair's just past, you know, shoulder length now, not halfway down her back. Um, so that could be part of the rebranding. Not sure. Okay. Uh, do you think that... Uh... They're, I mean, we haven't seen them in a while, but do you think maybe one of the reasons why they don't have anything for them is they're not that good on the mic? 
No, I think they're. I think that's part of the reason why they were on TV is because they're good on the mic. They're just. They're not. They're not impressive in the ring. Oh, okay. They, so that's what I mean by mediocre. They have the looks and they can talk, and I think that's got them to where they they've gotten to. But it's their in-ring performing that is mediocre. And once they work on the in-ring performing and keep the other two where they are, you'll have a great team. Yeah, possibly. Okay. I mean, I can definitely, uh, I can definitely see WWE doing something with that. Um, I just want to bring up to the fans that are listening right now. Next week on the Top Rope Report live, we will be we will have a special guest on at. Around 10.45, we usually like to bring our guests on after Nuggies News. And he was on the show once before. He's an independent wrestler. He goes by the name of the Indian Nightmare, Vinish. Uh, he contacted me the other day. He is a champion now, so congratulations to him. And we're going to be bringing him on, talking to him about how he... Wanted to be a wrestler, and he fulfilled his dreams, and now he's a champion. So, next week at 10:45 on the Top Rope Report, the Indian Nightmare Vinish will be joining us, and then the week after Money in the Bank, because we don't bring any guests on during our pay-per-view prediction show. Well, except for I Joe have, and DJ. Except for Joe and DJ, actually <laughs> part of the show. They belong on the show. Um. I put a call into Dustin Flash Waller. He has a Iron Man match coming up with Lucas Chase. Now, not only is this a match, it's kind of personal, so to speak. Uh, I want to get in touch with Flash to find out exactly when that match is going to be held and bring him on here to talk about that match because he, obviously during his promo he had a lot to say. So hopefully we can get Flash Waller on and talk to him about his match coming up, his Iron Man match with Lucas Chase. So definitely looking forward to hearing from him. And like I said, next week we will be joined by the Indian Nightmare Vinish. So definitely stay tuned and tune into that. Absolutely. So, Yep. So this uh, Money in the Bank now, like I said, it's going to be, to me, I think it's going to be interesting because of how they're doing it. Congratulations to Creative for coming up with something so creative at this time where there's been no fans. And and like I, you know, like we said, um, hold on for one second. I, we just got a message about the show. Hang on. All right. Well, um, I'm gonna we're gonna get ready here. Sign off on Anchor. I know Trib's gonna go off for another. You know, three or four minutes and probably end the show and talk to you then. Um, but we don't have that much time left on Anchor. Um, so once again, we do want to thank you for joining us. And once again, tune Absolutely. in next week um, for another great episode of the Top Rope Report. Absolutely. Thank you very much.